Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Tell Me Why podcast. So right now I'm at home um, during this really crazy season with the coronavirus. Um, I'm really blessed to be able to self-isolate. Um, I know a lot of families can't, um, but I'm really blessed to be able to. So my mum's a teacher and she challenged me um, to turn a really um, mind-boggling question into um, a platform and into a passion project and project and I thought it'd be really cool to um to just turn it into a podcast and be able to talk um not my opinion but what I think and what I see and I'm certainly no expert and before the hate comes um we're definitely not experts just want to put that disclaimer out there and we're just curious Christians that want to shed some light on interesting and um challenging faith topics um whilst the self-isolating um period is on so um, leave the shade for your pagola um, um, during this time. So today's topic is on the Tell Me Why podcast is um, Tell Me Why the Bible is Simultaneously a Primary and Secondary Source. Now, what an like, mind-boggling question. Um, this in the historic world is a really touchy top- topic and... Today we're just speaking from a faith base and we believe in what we want to just have a discussion about and chat because that's what we like to do best. We like to chat. So I think um, in order to answer the question adequately, we need to really make clear what is it that you think a primary source is? Well, I think a primary source or the actual definition for a primary source is an immediate first-hand account of a topic from people who had direct connection or information from the time. Examples could be people who witnessed an event or quotes from the people that did. Um, it could be speeches, diaries, letters, interviews, like the pe- from the people that actually said or wrote it. Um, it could be original research, data, surveys, censuses, if that's how you say it, sensei. So, sorry. <laughs> um, so firstly, it, if you're looking from a primary source perspective, um, we believe in the Christian faith that God actually was the author of the Bible and the people were simply the vessels, which is a really crazy picture because it's almost like a boat and a captain and how the boat gets there through the direction and through, in this case, the writing of a captain. Um, the boat doesn't have its own mind. It's like, oh, we're going to go this way. But no, like the captain direct, directs it. Um, it, was, it wasn't people through God. It was God through people. Um, that wrote the Bible, um, and it was through it was God through many people. Um, you and God used these people as vessels. I think it's incredible when you look at um, the Bible being a primary source. Is that you know God used so many different people, yet the message is consistent. Mm. The the narrative threads perfectly together, which. Again, I guess is an indication of its inspired nature. Yeah, it's like honest and it's real. It's not some made-up story, um, but it's the word of God, which is just so cool. Um, we believe that you know those red-letter Bibles where it's like um, it's direct quotes from Jesus. Um, so the disciples and Mary were direct people with Jesus, direct contact with with Jesus, um, which is in the definition of a primary source. Um, the Gospels, Peter and John, are direct accounts, which are primary sources. Um, direct accounts 
or like interviews or people directly from the scene if you want to call it that um are primary sources which is so cool do you think someone could argue that it's only a primary source though i think it's it's really really complex because i think at the same time simultaneously it's a primary and a secondary source really can you tell us a bit about why you think that because the definition of a secondary source is um, secondary sources are one step removed from a primary source. Usually they're quotes from a primary source. They can cover the same topic, but add a layer of like interpretation or analysis. Um, so I think that the Bible are simultaneously the primary and secondary because it's the direct word of God um, through people. But at the same time, it's, it's, a secondary source <laughs> it's a council yeah it's um and if you think about it we don't sorry there you go oh um we don't speak ancient hebrew mm. which is or aramaic yeah or ancient greek um we don't speak that language we speak modern day english if you want to call it um so god i think um used people to translate it into our personal, unique spirits and minds to read his word because we don't speak those languages. And for me, as someone that's a really visual person, I read personally the TPT because it's a little bit more visual and uses a lot of imagery and it suits my brain and how the puzzle of my brain. But for you or for someone else that's listening to this, they could be reading the NIV or the message or it's whatever. I think it's really cool that God chose people to be his voice, but just in a different kind of a unique twist. So so I guess I, I want to understand what you're saying. Are you saying that because there are different translations it's made it a secondary source. Yeah. Yet it still maintains its integrity yeah. because it's the inspired word of God. Yeah. That, Great. I think it's just so cool that um, it's it's mind-boggling that it's the same primary and secondary source at the same time because it's the same message. In every translation, Jesus is the message. God is the message. The Holy Spirit is the message, not some cool dude is the message that's, Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, grace is the message. Yeah. What would you say to people that would say that it's only a secondary source, that, you know, it's written by man and therefore it is a purely a secondary source? What, what would be some of the considerations involved in that? That's a fair point and a lot of people can think that, but I think you're removing the supernatural power within the Bible and you're... I think you're remo- removing a beautiful detail, like almost like a wedding dress. If it's just like a plain dress, by adding like some lace, it's like a beautiful detail that just, I think the spirituality and the supernatural power within the Bible adds a beautiful detail to it. And it would remove so much power and so much... Um... Well, let me ask you, sorry to interrupt you, but... Um... If it was just a secondary source, is it something you could 
rest your life on? Is it something you could use to make decisions upon? Is it something you could use to direct your path? Definitely not because if it's a secondary source, it's just as good as any website you could look at or it's just as good as any Google search you could make. But because we know the Bible is directly from God and we believe it's the word of God, um, you can be like, no, this is what God says. So if it was just a secondary source, it'd just be a cool story about a dude and he died and whooped do that a what a great story but it doesn't have that spiritual connection and doesn't have that you know it's the truth yeah great mm-hmm. um if i think if it's a secondary source it could be something really dangerous to um place your value on because if it's only a secondary source it removes um the spiritualness within the bible and it just yeah, it wouldn't be as reliable, if you want to call it that. Mm. So in my personal, not expert whatsoever opinion, um, and what I believe, I believe that um, the Bible is simultaneously primary and secondary, which is just in our tiny human brains, mind-blowing. And I think by all these different um, layers to this topic, um, it just... God reveals himself slowly and slowly of how he just wants to speak to us. Um, it's like simultaneously, simultaneously primary and secondary, which is like God when Jesus is on the cross, like being a loving father, yet a just God. It's simultaneously, it yeah. blows our mind and yeah. we just can't comprehend it. Yeah. Um, I hope this topic today has um, picked your brain a little bit. It's been a little bit of a mind tease or a brain boggler. Um, but I really hope this encouraged you to just see the glory of God through his word and has made you challenge your own thoughts of what you think. Um, but this is my, sorry. That's okay, Nuga. Um, this is my passion project and I was really challenged, um, not by mum, but just like by the Holy Spirit within me to just chat and just to challenge my, my brain, your brain, mum's brain, um, and just to simply talk about Jesus and to simply glorify him, um, not from an expert opinion or not from an expert, I've done all the research in the entire world, but just from someone that just loves Jesus. I love that you considered... Um you know, coming at this from a passion project idea, I love that you started, you had a question that intrigued you mm. um, from reading a really wonderful text and this question kind of came into your mind and then we talked about how this could become a passion project yeah. and you've designed now this um, podcast, you designed mm. logos and you looked through the platforms and all the different um the implications of where you post and all of those things so what would you say to other young people um because you know hashtag 14 year old um (laughs) what would you say to other young people that are self-isolating at the moment who maybe their schools aren't yet providing them work to do at home um what would you what would be your encouragement wow so i first was like oh my goodness like this is gonna be like the most boring day ever like i'm just gonna have nothing to do but i feel like by doing this process by researching and by talking and by um just going through the process it's actually engaged my brain and not just being a little ball of mush that's just like watching things on your device or scrolling through your phone but actually challenged my brain and made me really think and I actually love 
the passion project now. I love it so much. I think it um, it was really cool to be able to direct my own learning and to focus on something that I actually wanted to focus on and to not be like, oh, we're studying this in history, so I guess this is what we're going to have to do. But um, to just, if you're like a young person and you love sport or you love blah, 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 insert what you, whatever you want, just to find something that intrigues you and just follow it and just go for it. And like, if you'd asked, if you told me like two weeks ago that you're going to have a podcast and you're going to be talking about Jesus on a podcast, I'd be like, no, that's so outside of your comfort zone. Like, no, thank you. But I think the passion, this project that I've built myself um, challenges me um, spiritually, challenges me physically because I'm not someone that would do that. Um, but also emotionally just makes my brain tick and makes me think about all those challenging questions and to just get to talk to you guys and just to be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Great. Uh, I hope, I think you'll um, be quite inspiring for a lot of people. So um, I really want to encourage you to keep on thinking through difficult things and allowing your passions to direct you. And um, thanks for having me on today. No worries. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys again. I hope that this has um just being something that you could listen to and be like oh i never thought of it like that challenged um, you, yeah, yes challenged yeah. you so see you next time bye